Hi everybody, it's Janella, Katie, and Samantha, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, Meow, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. The benefits of having a mentor are endless. A mentor can help you find the right direction for your career, to understand your strengths and weaknesses, and also provide advice on how to deal with difficult situations. With that being said, in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to get the most out of your mentor. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving this podcast, we appreciate it if you share it with a friend or a coworker. So having somebody on your side is very important. That person is usually called a mentor. What are the benefits of having a mentor? Ooh, so many. I mean, you can get through the door of a company, learn a lot. They kind of just kick down those gems to you. You you receive the knowledge of how to mentor somebody else. It's like an ongoing service. But yeah, I think everything's good about having a mentor. And let no, you know what? We're not gonna be part of the eighty percent of complaining. I'm not even going because <laughs> I was about to flip it. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Don't worry. What you got, Katie? <laughs> I'm piggyback off of Nella. I think mentors are like the best thing to have. They definitely will fight for you if, if you find a really good mentor to fight for you. I know I had one that helped me with, you know, promotions in the past. I feel like you almost have to have one. Yeah, I think so too. Mentors are just really good to have on your side. I think it's better to have one than not have one. So what does it take to be a good mentee? You got to be a self-starter. You got to take initiative. You got to want it because, I mean, working with people and I think we all are pretty much tech influencers. I'm sure you guys get a lot of people in your DMs and they want to be in tech they want to do this and that but they haven't even done the basics of like going to google and so i think that is the difference between when i was trying to get into tech and maybe others is like i wanted it extremely bad i was making sure that i was doing so much groundwork before i reached out to folks who i knew could help me because i needed that track record i wanted to prove that i had already done this before they started asking me questions and so it's kind of like those reviews we talked about in the other episode. It's like, you want to show people that you're about that action because I don't want to recommend you to anything if I don't see that you're a self-starter and that you're willing to learn. If you want, want it bad enough. Yeah. So definitely the receipts. <laughs> so for me, I have been in both situations where I have been a mentor and I have been a mentee. And usually when people come ask me, can you be my mentor? I'm like, okay, what can I help you with? and they have no idea where to even start. My time is valuable, your time is valuable, so like make sure that when you come into the relationship that you are actually putting your all into it because we are volunteering our time to help somebody else out. So as a mentee, I make sure I always had an agenda schedule. We'll talk about like what you need to add in your agenda later on in this episode, but like making sure that you have something to go into the meeting with. I just mentioned about agendas. How do you define your goals, your needs, and your desired outcomes for a meeting with your mentor? So I feel like if it's new, then obviously just making sure that your mentor knows like what direction you want to go in. Make sure you know what direction you want to go in. Right. Um, <laughs> make sure you like, okay, I want to do this so that they can help you. But I think if you guys have had some cadence and you know them a little more, I would say coming with a problem that you may have had at work recently 
or maybe even something you saw so you can kind of get that feedback on how you could have solved it or maybe how you could have done better. Coming with maybe some type of experience, I think, as an agenda to kind of break down what you could have done and giving maybe some action items for the next situation that you may see yourself in. That's so good. And just adding on that is just kind of, like she said, it's just keeping progress. So what I would do is I had like, not really a journal, but low key, it was a journal. And I would take notes basically every time I had a meeting with my mentor. So we went to go get lunch together or we took went into a break room or we grabbed coffee real quick. I would always take notes. And then by the next meeting that I had with them, I would look at like, did I kind of like an action step? Like, what did I do from the last time we met? Had I made any progress? Do I have anything to update them on? And so when it came to reviews and stuff like that, I could look at all the things that I've learned with my mentor and how I progressed and then some areas that I needed work in and some areas that I improved. But I could see that kind of that trajectory with my journaling and keeping notes of our interactions. So I think that is super helpful. I love the progress thing that you mentioned. It sounds like you, after each meeting or like at the end of each meeting, you come up with a goal that you want to accomplish before you go into the next meeting. And that's great because we talked about making sure we have time-bound goals and that will give you a great time-bound situation. So how do you know if somebody is the right person for you to be your mentor? Vibes, energy, vibes and energy. That's what I was going to No, seriously. No, seriously. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> 100, 120%. Go ahead, girl. You right on that. I just think we're kind of in a culture where we praise the popular people before we praise the people that are doing the work with a, a servant leader, you know, emotional, intelligent, this is my purpose kind of mission. And so I have to ensure that my mentor is not on a mission to be popular or on a mission to show how many mentees she or he has or how many good reviews that he or she has because my discernment is real and I can tell when the energy is just not supportive. It's off. And let's not get it twisted. I come with clout too. So, you know. Say it don't you. don't don't mentor me because you want my name on your stuff, okay? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she got clout, y'all. Okay, <laughs> I love it though. No, yes. but for real, like, no, seriously. I mean, somebody wants to say that they mentor Samantha, you know, deeper than tech podcast. If they have that motive, you know what I mean? Like some people want to get in your space because they got a different motive. It's not because they really want to help. They just want to have that on their receipts or their credentials. And you got to be pretty open, your eyes open to that. And I think honestly, just being in radio and that industry kind of taught me how people move in that manner. It could be a real bad girls club type of vibe and you know really the marketing says women empowerment and it's just not that that is so good because that's <laughs> no it's so powerful because no shame <laughs> because when I was early on in my career I didn't have that discernment until I got so I had many mentors in my career and there's people that are open to mentorship and there's people that are not so you can have really incredible super productive and really well-respected people in tech and they're great at their job, but they just not great mentors. And then you have people that don't really get all the praise and sometimes maybe not get the visibility, but they have the respect and they're very good at their job, 
but they would make great mentors. Sometimes you have to kind of, like Janella said, is you kind of have to discern your way through it because I've been on both sides where I've had people that have had the respect and the name and the clout and they weren't really the best mentors. You know, it was always canceling stuff or they didn't have time where I could tell that they weren't really sincere. They didn't really care. It was just, I was just something to add as a checklist and it wasn't genuine. And so I didn't have that discernment early on in my career. And I would definitely encourage people that don't necessarily go off of like someone's seniority sometimes, because my first, first one was an architect and he's uh, transitioned to a different company many years ago, but he was an architect and I just gravitated because I was in a meeting with him. I was like, oh, he's an architect. And I can say in my review that this architect was my mentor and da, 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 da. That was the worst mentorship I have ever had. But then I talked to someone that was a senior, a senior software engineer, and that was one of the best mentorships I ever had. Sis put me up on game. So I definitely vibe out, like Janella said, is the energy. And don't just be so caught up in people's titles. Because there's people that don't have a senior title, but they have the heart and they have the intelligence and the emotional intelligence and they have the spirit to pour into you to help you get into your next level. So don't just go by people's titles. See people for who they really are and who's perceptive to mentorship. You know, get into it. <laughs> Ooh, come on. I'm going to add age to that as well. Yes. Titles and age. You don't Period. know what anybody has gone through. You cannot judge anybody's journey. You know, your mentor may be 24 years old. You may be 30. Who knows? Who knows? You just don't know. Who knows? And I'm so glad you said that because you can have peer mentorships too. It doesn't have to be somebody that's close to retirement. It could be someone peer, like, you know, it could be another person that's been in your role for like a year or two years and you're like a month into the job. Anybody could, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I don't get into it. <laughs> I want to actually bring it back to vibes. You guys kept saying vibes by vibes, but as you can tell, I am very reserved and quiet. Yes. But I think I'm a great mentor and I might not vibe with you, but I have a lot of great advice to give you to help you go throughout your career. So just because you might not vibe with somebody, like I would love to be like, have like some famous person, let's say uh, Jeff Bezos be my mentor. He might be a terrible, don't, don't give me those eyes. He's very <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> right but like having he, we may not vibe but he probably has the best advice to give me as somebody who's trying to make it in tech so like vibes are great but also remember that everybody's experience is very valuable and if anybody's giving you free time take it i think that's the hardest thing is to get somebody to give you their free time so some relationships are great but then sometimes relationships aren't the best how do you know when to let go of a mentor relationship Ooh, that's a good one. I'll add on this. I'll start. I think because I've been in this situation is when it's no longer when you start seeing patterns and you're no longer getting value out of that relationship. It may be time to move on and look for seek another relationship. For example, I had a mentor that was good, that was hands on. But I noticed a pattern, you know, that this person was kind of rescheduling meetings and it had nothing against them because you know the first times that we started meeting were really really great and I got to pull a lot of great things from them but they had some personal issues with health and family so they were kind of they had other things going on so I knew not to take that personally and be like you know what everybody got stuff and it's not all always about you so I would definitely say that when it is no longer serving you and it's not helping, it may be time to kind of transition and look for mentorship elsewhere. And also keep in mind 
that we're all human. So don't be offended if that person can no longer continue the mentorship for as long as you had thought, because they may have personal things. They're human too. They have family, they got kids, marriages, so many things going on, work stuff. So all the ish is not about you. So be okay with it if they need to shorten the relationship because it may have nothing to do with you. And nine times out of 10, it's not. Yeah, I think you hit it. I'd say just that value aspect. I feel like, you know, just because somebody is not giving value in that moment does not mean the relationship has to end. I think social media has us feeling like if somebody not giving you something, then and it's just like, Mm -hmm. your number is still in my phone. Can I just call and check on you? You know what I mean? (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we need to get back to that because depending on where you are in your journey or where you want to go and where your mentor wants to go, you may surpass them and maybe you need to mentor them because a mentorship to me is is an equal opportunity for us to grow and share stories and kind of learn because I'm giving you the opportunity to say that you're a mentor and you're giving me the opportunity to learn. So it's definitely a two-way street. We're both getting value out of it. But I think when it comes to maybe just the not so cool, like this relationship needs to end is when, let's just say, for instance, you, you do surpass your mentor and you just start to maybe feel those vibes of maybe envy or jealousy or something like that i would hate for that to happen but it happens y'all like it happened and i think that that may be one of those situations where you would have to just cut that off you know but i feel like every mentor relationship should stay open i haven't talked to one of my mentors in months but i could call him right now and be like i need a job or just something like that you know (laughs) no that's good no that's really good because i also have those mentorships i had some that they really did have to end because there was something personally going on with that particular person. But I also have ones that have moved on to other companies that we still we still chat. Yeah, one of my mentorship relationships I had to give up. Well, I didn't have to, but I just felt like I was outgrowing. I had him as a entry-level engineer, then I became a mid-level engineer, and then I became a senior engineer. And I no longer needed his like one-on-ones to help me solve problems because I had grown with him and I knew how to solve problems now. So I think sometimes you have relationships that are, you outgrow them or it's like they can't have time with you anymore. Just for me, there's like so many factors, but you just know what's right for you and you know when it's the time to give up a relationship. I think you could tell. I didn't think I asked this yet, but how do you ask somebody to be your mentor? It's a stick up. Be my mentor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Force him into it. <laughs> right. I got cookies in my bag. <laughs> we all love sweet treats. And you know what? I would honestly say if asking is what solidifies a mentorship, I have none. <laughs> like, because I have people I can say have mentored me, they've poured into me, they've helped me, but we've never solidified that they're my mentor. I've probably said that they were my mentor in moments like this where I'm reflecting on it and I'm like, my mentor. Or I'm introducing them to somebody, my mentor. But I've never asked somebody to be my mentor. I think that's where that discernment and that like ease of service and purpose comes into play because you just start, you know, picking things up and they just start pouring into you. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that because my last mentorship relationship was, I don't know why this guy keeps asking me to pair with me. <laughs> he kept asking me like every week. I was like, okay, finally, I finally did it. And then we just created a relationship from there. Like I never asked. It just kind of like naturally grew into something. So when people ask me on social media, can you be my mentor? I'm like, um, why? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> so 
It just has to naturally happen, I think. So we seem to all love mentors, but there's got to be some drawbacks. This 80% of conversations are negative, so there has to be some drawbacks to mentorship. What do you think those are? The only drawback I could really see is what we talked about as far as just like somebody maybe getting upset or having some type of feelings about you and your success and trying to hinder that. But I would hate for somebody to move like that. Like, you got to be real upset to want to go after somebody and like keep them from moving into a position. Now it happens though, you know, it it does happen. So I would say that would be the drawback is just, you know, you never know people's intentions when they're able to put you in a position uh, because you, you're you not there. You, you don't know what they've said or how they've referred you or how they have not referred you. So maybe the, the drawback is, you know, not having the transparency of what they can do for you on the other side when it comes to bagging a job or getting a promotion or, you know, asking for a certain amount of money. You don't know. You have to go off of them and what they are kind of leading you to. For me, I would say one of the biggest drawbacks is people depend on their mentors. Mentors are there to help you, not to like solve your life problems, not to get you the next job. They're just there to give you advice. They could give you like networking experiences. They could offer you resources, but a lot of people will depend on their mentor to, to do anything. Like, oh, I can't break into tech until I get a mentor. That is not true. It's about you and your own hustle. So I'd like to end this on a positive note. Why do you think people want to mentor you? Why do you think people volunteer their times to help other people? I think it kind of goes back to the first question is like being that self-starter. Like, what have you done before you got to me? I know that's how I am. Like, you know, just in coaching calls or stuff, you know, if I really know somebody's listening, they, they taking notes, they follow up with me. Like as a mentor, one of your first assignments really is to follow up with me because I want to know how much you learned or listened to me or, you know, want to talk to me because if at that point I feel like I'm bugging you. <laughs> so about what you want to do with your life. So I would say, yeah, just feeling the, con- and still the vibes, the connection. I love being a mentor because I like helping people. So that's kind of why I like to do it. I also like seeing people grow. I love saying, I know it's clout. I love saying that every mentor I had, mentee I had, they have gotten a job in tech. It's a really great feeling that I'm helping somebody who could do it by themselves. Everybody could do everything by themselves, but could use that extra help in, to get into the industry. I love that. So for me, I just, it makes me feel good. That's why I like being a mentor. So I keep doing it. Same. I agree with that also is that satisfaction of helping someone and that everything and every struggle that you've gone through wasn't for any reason. I know for me, that's kind of like my purpose is helping as many people get into tech and keeping it real with them and mentoring and knowing that you had an impact on someone's life is just like so satisfying. I think, and also reflecting on like where, how I felt when I was in, not that I'm never not in the need of a mentor, but like when I was in the beginning stages and I needed somebody to relate to in this space, knowing that I'm doing that for other people is like, that just, woo, that makes me feel so good because I didn't know what, I, I couldn't even understand half the people that was teaching stuff, you know, and certifications and on YouTube. Yes. So it's like now being able for people to say, oh my God, I understand it. Or, oh my God, you're the only person that broke it down like this. I'm like, whoo, thank you because I needed that. I needed that so bad. Right. It's like a little, it's like a little, it's like a little hug. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So we all like to be mentors. So don't feel bad if you reach out and say, hey, do you mind helping me out? Because we're all here to help each other out and we all enjoy it. So overall, mentors are great. They can give you guidance, share their experience and knowledge, help you overcome challenges and so much more. And period. And if you have more than one, even better. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast. We love it if you would tag us on social media just to know that you're actively listening. We love hearing your feedback and we appreciate it if you rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star review and that's what we have. Bye. 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 Bye.